Yo, welcome back to Opera's Rawcast, where we'll be interviewing everyone from rock stars to porn stars, from actors to influencers. And today we've got a guest that I've been really looking forward to. This guy is not only from the most party band I think I've ever fucking seen, he's also got a podcast, which is pretty much everything this one wants to be. Oh. <laughs> and he's got a brand new band. So I'd like to welcome Sean Smith from The Blackout, from Snapping Podcast, and from Raiders. Oh, I just realised I'm cheering myself. Oh, uh, hey. oh, yeah. Thank you. That was lovely. Cheers. That was lovely, then. That was, was, that, was, was yeah, that it was a nice a, intro. It was a lovely intro. Thank lovely you very much. Intro. Yeah. Um, yeah. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Very good. I'm glad you're here. Good. Thank you very much. Me too. I'm glad I'm here. It's, so, uh, getting straight into it then. Yep. I thought we'd start with a bit on the blackout. Yes. And actually, before we start, I want to point out that we're actually facing each other. Because there was a big conversation before this about how you wanted to look the other way. Oh yeah, yeah. So basically, right, what's going on here is, so I've, I've since March 2020, I said um, when the virus turned up, I was like, oh, I'm just going to grow a mullet until the virus goes away. A lot of people did. Yeah, but the problem is, it's never going to go away, is it? So, <laughs> so I've kept, keep I've it. kept it. <laughs> but you can't see like this side. Look, looks like I've just got long hair, just letting it go, looking like a mess. But like, originally, I wanted to do the podcast like this. Look. So you could see the side better and see how arrogant it looks and uh, terrible on the side. So, yeah, let's do the rest of it, I guess. I think, From Jack. this angle, it's like a L'Oreal advert. Oh, thanks. <laughs> because I'm worth it. Evanescence. Not Evanescence. Herbal Essences. <laughs> That's basically the same shit, right? That sounds like an acoustic version of Evanescence. <laughs> Herbal Essence. Right. So, <laughs> Herbal Essence. Yeah, That's yeah carry on, Jack. Carry on. So I thought we'd start by... <laughs> Sorry, I'll turn around. You're not, you're not <laughs> no, I couldn't it. do it. I couldn't, couldn't do, it. do it. I couldn't do it to you. So we'll start talking about the Black Ace. Yes. Because we bumped into each other a few weeks ago at yes, we Slam did. Dunk. And I can't really remember the full conversation. There was quite a few of us, and I don't know the context it was in. Yeah. But one of the things that you said that stood out to me, or yeah. stuck with me, was that you were from a failed band. Yes. And I didn't want to really question it at the time, because yeah. at the time I thought, I'm going to ask him about that. <laughs> I'll, keep, I'll, <laughs> I'll keep this I was, for content. I was, I was, yeah, man. I could have a word with him now and change his own perspective, <laughs> but I'm going to wait until it's on my time. Clever. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So yeah, I wanted to start with that because I would have just, I, I guess that success is subjective. Everyone's got a different idea of what's yeah. successful and what isn't and how they gauge things. Yeah. But the blackout from an outsider's point of view or from my point of view, definitely wasn't a failure okay thank so you <laughs> thank you that's nice it's good to hear um i just thought what what is it that you makes you feel like that and um, what what would have to have changed what would be different uh i think giving up i think giving up means you failed um so the fact that yeah everybody else didn't want to be in a band um means the band failed Especially when I was the only one who wanted to carry it on. So I was like, yes, we can carry on. And everyone's like, fuck this, not you. Which <laughs> is what it ended up, like to me, it ended up feeling like those five left because of me. When really it wasn't the case. It was because they had kids and decided that it was time to actually make proper money to live off. Um, so, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it's just. <sighs> I mean, I, I get the. Money is like the very first thing that people judge. Yeah. Something being on for being successful. Yeah. And with a band, it's fucking hard. And there was a lot of guys in your band as well. Yeah, so too many. Too bloody many. <laughs> so yeah. the money's been split a lot, a lot of ways, all right? Yeah. Whereas if you've got someone like, I don't know, fucking Kenny Hoopler or something that's like now, where yeah. they're on the road, then the money's only been shared 
one, one way. way. So yeah. it's it's a lot easier to to feel like you're making. Yeah, but and you guys did so much that there are other things that come into it that I'd say that was a successful band. Um, yeah, I guess so. I guess I am probably looking at it a little bit um, pessimistically. Um, but that's just the nature of me being a miserable goth, I guess. It's just that I'm always going to see things like, oh, well, if it's not happening now, it obviously failed, didn't it? But, yeah, no, I get, like, don't get me wrong. We did, we probably did more than, when you think, right, how many bands have ever been started, right? And how ever get to a practice room, you know, some never even get a gig in, right? I guess the Blackout probably did more than 99.9% of bands. Yes, that's granted. But the fact that we're no longer doing it, and couldn't, like, I think if we, you know, if I could persuade the other five to do it again now, I don't think we'd reach anywhere near the levels we were at ever before. So we failed, in my <laughs> in my eyes, we <laughs> failed from the point of view that we're not anywhere near we, where we were. Um, and yeah, this is it's part of life, isn't it? That's, that's, that's fair, man. I mean... Why did the other guys want to quit? Was it just the money? Or was uh, yeah, I think it was just money and tiredness. Or just tired of, like... And it's hard fucking work, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, people are going to be watching this and be like, it's not fucking hard work, or is it? But really, it is a, It is hard work. It um, is hard work. And, like, people are going to be like, yeah, it's not fucking hard work. It's fun, you're in a band. Yeah. But that's only coming from... a. Sp- Perspective of someone that's never done it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's and somebody who's just... Grass is always greener, isn't it? Yeah. That's coming from somebody who only thinks that the work you do is playing for an hour a day. And it's never that. Like, there's so much behind the scenes in a band. Like, while she sleeps, like you had laws on. Like, those boys are the um, absolute epitome, I think, of brilliance when it comes to self-awareness, self-funding, self-creating. They are the band that I think that the majority of independent bands should be looking at now and going, how can I do this? This is the model I need to do because they've taken they've taken the Patreon model and all of that stuff and they have just well, they potentially just changed their own futures because whereas now that they've got the Patreon and basically the Sleep Society and all their fr- friends and fans are in this one hub, they can communicate with them directly rather than putting a tweet out and hoping everybody's seen it or whatever. And it's just, it's such a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant model. And um, yeah, they've they've nailed it. I wish, I, do you know what? I think if the blackout had, had probably lasted another five years, I think we would have come up with something similar to that as well. If not, just found out they were doing it and copied it. But, because <laughs> it's such a good idea. And we were like one of the first bands to ever do I think we were the second UK band to ever do a pledge. I don't know if you remember the I pledges remember things. Pledge. I yeah. was trying to remember what that was called yeah. before. It was called Pledge, and then it, we did another one after then called Kickstarter as well. We were the first UK full band. Before us, I think Charlie Simpson had done one for his acoustic solo project. And then Pledge Music came to us, and we're like, do you, you, you need funding for your next album? Would you like to fund it with us? And we, we thought in the... In the beginning, it was like begging your fans to be like, oh, please help us make an album. But basically what it is, is you sell experiences that nobody has to buy, so you could put them up anyway. So basically Pledge came to us with a list of all these things like other bands have said they do. And we were like, yeah, we do all of them. That's cool. That's wicked. And they were like, oh, well, what else would you want to do that you personally, you know, you haven't done? And we were like, we haven't been to the, we haven't been to the zoo together in a while. 
So we just added, go to the zoo with a blackout as a pledge. We sold 20 of them in 10 minutes. Awesome. And that's the thing. It's like, because I was like, oh, we, you know, I don't want to be seen as bad, you know, please, please help us still be a band. But then when we did that and we saw like how quick, like 20 places to come to the fucking zoo with us was, that was amazing. And we had such a good day and Snoz broke his collarbone that day and then ended up not playing on the album Hope. Um, but yeah, like. <laughs> I love that part of the good day. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he broke his, he's trying to outrun a cheetah. There's a thing there, can you run faster than a cheetah? We knew the answer before we even tried. We all know the answer, don't we? It's no. <laughs> the answer is no. Every day. Potentially, if you break your collarbone. Well, yeah. Well, Usain Bolt could have turned up. The answer's still, still no. no. Right? You know that his last name is actually Bolt. Is it? It's genuinely fucking Bolt. I thought it was a play on words. It's not. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. Imagine if it was something like Usain Sludge. Wouldn't really work, would it? <laughs> not, not the same ring. You say, yeah, Usain Slippers. It's not really the same. He hasn't, yeah, Usain Speed. Um, Fucked in a slippers, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was. Yeah, it was like money and hard work. Like, there is a lot of hard work. I think that was the original point was that we were talking about. People don't think it is hard work. And, yeah, we've, like, lost friends out over it as well. Like, we had we had friends when we were in the blackout who were, like, subtweeted. Like, we did we did a drive, right, from Dublin Island back to Wales, back to my house in Wales, right? It took us 16 hours. It was the hottest day of the year as well in whatever year it was. And we were roasting, right? And me and our drummer both tweeted, like, I can't believe how warm it is in this van. We had like a close friend, like subtweeted. I can't believe these fucking rock stars. They don't know anything about work. They want to be try being stuck in a nine to five. I was like, but a nine to five isn't as long as being sixteen hours in a fucking sweating, sweltering van. You mad bastard! That's not. It's just nine to five. So yeah, um, yeah, it was tough. I think it was tough, to, especially towards the end where we were like, right, we're kind of slowing down now. Do we just stay as like a weekend band or whatever, or like do a gig a month? And we were just like. We don't really want to be one of those bands who's like hanging about or hanging on or whatever. Um, so we just put a line under it and did those last gigs. And then we did our last Birmingham gig was in this very venue, I believe. It was, man. I remember. And there apparently it was on my birthday. Well, nice. Yeah. I remember the show being fucking great. So Good. Good. I hope so. I hope it was. Um, I don't remember it. But yeah. Um, yeah. I always loved Birmingham. Got a big, uh, big place in my heart for Birmingham. It's fantastic here. Everything you've done here is absolutely amazing. The the venue, this, this is fucking mad, isn't it? Like you've you started a podcast way later than mine. I'm three years deep in mine, and mine's I'm got a fucking set. <laughs> yeah, but I've got no fucking followers. So <laughs> that's why you're winning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what I'd rather set or followers? I think I'd rather set. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty yeah. happy with it, man. Like, <laughs> it's lovely. It's it's wicked. You've done a fantastic job, yeah. Please, man. When, when we decided to do it in here. This was like a fucking horror film set. It was disgusting. This basically was like, I don't even know where the walls were because we moved them or like we moved the one that was down there. And it was basically just a disused like storage room yeah. where this guy had hired the space of us like 12 years ago, 15 years ago, filled it with broken shit and then just locked the door and never come back in. And because he was just paying, we didn't give a shit. Yeah. And then during lockdown, he didn't need it. And I was like, well, I'll fucking... Yeah. I've seen these podcast things. I want to have a go. Well, did he take all his shit out then? Or did oh, you have to take his shit out? I took it all out and skipped it. You know, all right, what's funny is there was enough to fill about 15 fucking skips. But it was all like broken, like amps and rack units and all recording equipments. 
So we carried it out onto the street, and the next morning it'd all been nicked. <laughs> so yes, God we bless. We started baby. off. We got this massive fucking skip. It was almost as big as this room. Filled it to the top, and it was literally rubbed within like three hours. Fucking brilliant. It's like, classic, that, isn't that, it? We were like, fuck it, man. I'm just going to leave it on there. Yeah. You think we just make anything look shiny and leave it on the pavement in Birmingham? It'll be gone. That's what amazing. You need to do, man. Wrap it in fucking tin film, man. Awesome. <laughs> tin foil, I mean, and yeah, it's gone. So, so, I, so he was here for 12 years. That, that guy was renting this room for 12 years. Is that true? Is yeah, that, yeah. Right. That's what was the rent on the room? Can I ask? No, no right. fucking clue. And he just, it weren't much because he he used to do stuff for us. Oh, okay. So it was like give and take. Yeah. And it, it was just, we didn't need the space and it was fine. Did he ever so plan on doing anything with any of those things or was it just literally a room for rubbish for him? I think he just liked having it. Uh, so. Sad, isn't it? And then he didn't need it. But yeah, it was a fucking mess, man. Like it was leaking in about 15 places. Like. There was pools of water everywhere. It was covered in cobwebs and spiders. Me and my dad and my brother spent about four hours like walking backwards and forwards with cups, taking spiders outside. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like them, but we didn't want to kill them. I would have just said, find the room. <laughs> start again. Melt it down, start <laughs> again. Fuck it. Door, yeah. get back. Come in, yeah. So, look at all the amps and go, oh, for fuck's sake. Will this melt? This will melt, brother. Match. Yeah, oh, that'd be the one. Yeah. Oh, fuck spiders. Yeah, it was it was grim, man. And then I got my mom to paint the ceiling because I didn't want to do it. So nice, get up, <laughs> get up, there, mom, get up and paint down now. Nice. Well, so, yeah, yeah. How's the podcast going? I, I've topsy turvy this motherfucker. Now, right? it. Yeah, it's it's fun. I'm really really enjoying it. Like the only podcast, and it's funny because I didn't know that it was a podcast that I'd ever listened to. It was actually yours. Oh, nice. It was probably about two years ago. When did you start yours? Three years, Three. November, two thousand eighteen. So yes. it, it was probably like early 19 then that I, because you'd probably done like 50 episodes by the time I started listening to it. I didn't actually realise, I didn't know what it was. I just didn't know it was podcast because the only podcast I'd ever heard of was a guy in school that was like, you know, he was just like a real posh nerd. And I went to a really shitty school. So he was the only posh nerd. Yeah. <laughs> like he was one of those kids that had like a MIDI keyboard and it was, you know. <laughs> oh, posh. Oh, MIDI keyboard. What a posh fucker. A, a keyboard that goes into a computer. Like, what the fuck is that? Brilliant. Like, everyone else either played guitar or got beat up by the guys that didn't like that you play guitar. Like that, that was where I went to school. So like this yeah. one dude that was just like a total nerd doing a podcast. Rolling up the like, MIDI keyboard. That's obviously what weird fuckers do. Yeah. So like, I didn't know what Hello. they were. Yeah. <laughs> they improved it. <laughs> yeah. And then I started one and then. Started yeah. listening to you. And I, I still didn't actually click that was a podcast until lockdown. And then. Nice. You know, but yeah, we. was sat bored and saw it and thought. Nice. Oh shit, that's. That looks fucking fun. And then realise that's what you do. And yeah. was like, man, lots of people do this. This yeah. is cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's kind of started off the back for me because um, I knew, I kind of, when the, the blackout split up, split up in March 2015, um, I kind of just went, went off music for a couple of years because I was kind of bored of it, to be honest. Like, there's not, well, probably to this day, there's not that many bands who genuinely, like, really, really excite me. Um, and there's, yeah, there's not many bands cause like, I love a fucking wild front man. Right. So I love a uh, Jason Butler. Yeah. I love a Frank Carter. And that's it because there's no other wild front <laughs> man I can think of. And that was the problem. Like I had gone. So I was like, oh, well that's one more wild front man down. What's going to happen now? So I kind of fell out of love with music for like two to three years. And then, um, 
I went to see uh, Holding Absence playing in Cardiff. Ryan Richards invited me down, the drummer from Funeral for a Friend, and because he manages them. And I went to see them, and I was. It just reminded me of like the old days of the blackout and kids in glass houses, playing these small rooms with people. Like, fucking just loved them. Like people were just going wild for Holding Absence, and there's me thinking like music was done. There's me thinking everybody else has stopped liking music now the blackout's gone. And they didn't. They carried on the fucking shit. I can't believe it. Bastards. Motherfucker. And um, so, yeah, so, yeah, so after that, then I felt like I was like, oh, all right, there are bands still going. This is good. I quite like Old in Absence. This is, this is awesome. And then, so I put, I tweeted one day, right, I've got a bunch of stories. All my friends have got stories. Do I start a YouTube channel or should I start a podcast? And then, I don't know if you've heard of them, but there's two Irish rappers who wear plastic bags on their faces called Ru the Rubber Bandits. No? They're fantastic, anyway. But one of them, Blind Boy, his name is. That's not his real name, obviously. Um, and he's not blind. Um, so he's a liar. <laughs> yeah, well, your word's not mine. I didn't say that, Blind Boy. Um, uh, yeah, so he tweeted me saying, do a podcast because there's no money in YouTube. Um, so I tried to... That's why I was his audio only. It's because I thought, well, if I just keep it audio only, keep people going to the one thing... You know, they don't venture off and watch, like, a, we eventually, hopefully, fingers crossed, we will eventually get a setup, a 700 camera setup like you've got here. Um, That's quite accurate. We do actually have 700. 700 it's too many. Yeah. It's like the, it's like the Matrix. This is how I expect, this is how I expected them to film the Matrix when he goes real slow <laughs> with all of these 700 cameras that are all up here, like, um, and yeah, yeah. So he was like, yeah, you should do a podcast. And then um, I go and touched my friend Morgan, who at the time was working at Radio Cardiff. I thought, well, if he works in radio, he's going to have all the gear and all the idea out to start a podcast. So I got in touch with him, and he had neither any of the gear or the idea. So he was the same as me starting it? Snap. Uh, yeah, same as me. Same as me. So I got him in thinking, ah, he'll be the expert. And uh, neither of us were the expert. So that was interesting. Um, and then what we did was we made the mistake of saying, we're going to put one of these out every week. And next week will be our 150th episode, which will be our 150th week in a row we've put a podcast out. It's fucking good going, man. It is good going. Well done, Morgan, if you're watching this, Morg. Um, well done, because uh, you work very, very hard, and um, that's as much appreciation as I can give you right now. <laughs> you work hard, <laughs> but you got nothing else going for you. No, no, I didn't say that. that Jack said that. No, no, I was making, no, I just didn't want to be too nice to you in public, but you are a wonderful human being. I love you very much. Thank you very much for all you do for the for me and the podcast. There you go, Jack. Sorry, <laughs> I had to like directly that. to him, man. I felt like I was addressing, <laughs> addressing the nation. <laughs> we'll, we'll crap it and send it him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Morgan, I love you very, very much. Um, yeah. Uh, well. that, that's, that's cool, though. I mean, with that, you've had a lot of fucking awesome guests. Yeah. We've been quite lucky. Um, but yeah, that started out from like basically me asking, I think like the first five or 10 are just me texting a friend going, oh, will you come and do the podcast? So episode one and two is number one, me talking about the failure of the blackout. Number two, remembering the good times that happened in the blackout, which are fucking mad. And then it was like, Alid Phillips from Kids in Glass Houses, um, Ryan Richards from Funeral for a Friend and Future History Management, and then I think it was Lucas Woodland from Holding Absence, Josh from Yumiya Six, 
Um, who else do we have? Jason Perry from A, and who's, he's also a producer. He's done like Don Broco's latest stuff and Kids in Glass Houses stuff and McFly stuff. And then we had Dougie from McFly on because he was playing bass for A when we went to talk to Jason. So yeah, we've had yeah been very very lucky and um, yeah been lucky enough to have like WWE wrestlers on, um, uh, actors. Uh, we had Thomas Ian Nicholas from American Pie. He was on. He was quite cool. We did that interview in Merthyr Tidville, which is mental because he was playing my hometown. Oh yeah, isn't it? I'm sure we had him play here actually. No doubt, no doubt you did. Um, lovely human, absolutely fucking stellar block. I haven't got a bad word to say about him, but he does play Merthyr too often. Because um, <laughs> if I was him, and I'm from Merthyr, I wouldn't play Merthyr. Yeah. But he does. <laughs> he does, and he loves it there. That's the mad thing. We lit. He was the last. Person we did in the flesh before the before um, the virus, um, so before lockdown, he was literally the last person we did, and he was in Merthyr Tidville, and we were just talking about like he was like, oh yeah, my album cover was shot like up the road, and I was like, you come from LA, and you're in my hometown. Over here, why are you in my hometown taking photos in front of shops? I know this doesn't make sense to me, but um, yeah, lovely. Uh, what else have we had on? Uh, wrestlers, comedians. Um, one of my favourite comedians, Jim Brewer. He was a download festival. We did him. That was good. Yeah, it's, it's going quite well. Yeah, Surprisingly well. So were most of them in... They were in person, but would yeah. they come to you or would you go to those? Uh, little column A, little column B, really. Like, if it's a gig on a tour, we'd go to them, preferably. But, like... I reckon the first five were recorded in my house, I think. So, like, Alid came to my house. Lucas came to my house. Ryan came to my house. Uh, we had Tom Jenkins from Straight Lines on. You have, it, like, an abundance of fucking people in Wales, don't you? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Well, that's the, well, if you think about it, like... There's nothing else to do. Well, yeah, kind of. And I, everybody now seen kind of gave up at the same time as well, didn't they? So... Like we're all just lingering about. We're all just about, just like what the fuck? Should we do? Should we do a podcast? Uh, yeah, amazing. Like kids in glass houses, funeral. Um, uh, we've had Moose on, who was in Bullet from Valentine, formerly in Bullet from Valentine. We've had Jamie on, who is now in Bullet from Valentine, and he told a story how he met Bullet from Valentine by being on tour with the Blackouts. He was our guitar tech. That's fucking cool. And now he's in fucking off on Valentine, the cheeky bastard. He owes you, man. Fuck it. Do you know me? Too much money Jamie owes me. Lords. Lords. So, ready when you are, Jim. Ready when you are. But he's bought a couple of properties now in Merthyr Tidville, I believe Jamie has. So, he could pay me back, like, with giving me a house, I think. I think that would be fair. He's in Bullet for Valentine. He can afford it. Come on, man. Come on, Jim. Come on, please. I need house. I could do with house in Merthyr Tidville. I could have Thomas and Nicholas come and stay with me then, whenever. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need, it man. That's all I need. Just a back room. You can sit there with his acoustic guitar. Um, yeah, mad in it. So if you had to pick a favourite guest, who would it be? Oh, tough one. My favourite one that I listened to of yours was with um, what's, what's his fucking name? Is it Chris from uh, Dashboard? Yes, very handsome man. Is that uh, Jesus Christ? Yeah, so what? that's why you need it on camera. Yeah, he's a very good looking man. Well, yeah, I didn't want to put it on camera because it takes away from me then. Like, it, it, people will just be looking at him. He's a beautiful man. Chris was a good one. Um, who else has been good? We had Matt Rubano on lately, who is currently the bassist in Angels and Airwaves. And prior to that, he was in Glassjaw, which is one of my favorite bands of all time. Before that, he was in The All American Rejects. And before that, he was in Taking Back Sunday. And before that, he played on 
The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, the album, and he played on one of Shaquille O'Neal's rap songs. So he's done everything. Yeah. And he talks about Tom DeLonge potentially having in his possession or at some point seeing up close a piece of alien craft or alien metal that when you turn it sideways goes invisible. 100% believe it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I 100%. No, I do 100% believe it. I 100% I believe it. it. I wouldn't be surprised if he was a fucking alien. He's a bit strange, our Tom. Um, but yeah, so that was an interesting one. But I think my favourite episode we've done is episode 54, I believe it is, which was with Stuart Richardson of Lost Profits, um, who's now in Thursday and he's in a band called No Devotion as well. And that was a fucking fantastic episode for me because it finally... I wouldn't have anything I have today. I wouldn't be... We wouldn't be talking right now if it wasn't for Lost Profits, right? They literally made me realise that I could do the music I wanted to do and be from where I'm from because of them so to have Stu to come on to our podcast and tell us their side of the events yeah. and everything that happened there and how they didn't have a clue like loads of people thought oh well you they must have known and it's like he tells us basically he tells a story on the podcast about the time Ian missed a warp tour gig right so when you're doing warp tour you get given a random time of day you're on for half hour get over with carry on with your life right yeah. He missed it. He missed one of the gigs, right? Because um, he was fucking busy doing something, probably being a cunt somewhere. Um, and he turned up late. He missed the gig, and Stu battered him with a can of Monster, right? <laughs> Until he had two black eyes, right, Ian? Right? That was for missing a gig, right? One gig <laughs> that didn't fucking matter, right? If you think that anybody else in that band, right, and they've all got kids, if anybody else in Lost Profits knew what Ian was doing. They beat him up for missing a 30-minute gig. I can't stress this enough. Like, <laughs> the They beat him up for a 30-minute gig. Imagine if he, they found out the fucking terrible crimes they were do, he was fucking doing, you know, and he was about to ruin their fucking career. Like, they would have turned him into a fucking dust. Like, they would have fucking pulled his, he pulled his head off. Um, so, yeah, he got to, like, say they aside, and a lot of people then came out of the, out of the woodwork to us and were like, thank you very much for doing that. Um, I kind of wanted to know what Lost Profit's side of the story was, you know, everybody else in the band's side of the story was and because they were a big fan or whatever. And the fact that we we were trying to make Lost Profit not a dirty word anymore. I think that's really important, man, because it is something that people don't want to talk about. Yeah. People are scared to fucking say it. Obviously, yeah, you can't fucking play it in a club or anything yeah. like the amount of shit you'd get would be mega. But obviously there were those other guys in the band and they had their lives fucking ruined for something oh. that they didn't do. Yeah. The, yeah. And that, and that's fucking, that's so fucking shit. It's awful. It's and awful. It, and they are the nice, the thing, the problem was, if they were a band of cunts, I wouldn't care. But they weren't. Yeah. Like those, the other five are fucking, f f to my grave, they'll be like five of my brothers. Five of my bigger brothers, because they're the reason I got into fucking music, the reason I wanted to make music, the reason I wanted to play music. And then I saw, like, seeing them live, I was like, I can run about and spit and jump on people's heads. This is amazing. Like, I want this for me. And then they took me around the world. Like, I went to Australia and Japan with them. And, yeah, the rest of them are fucking the five nicest people in the world. You I, Like, if I won a lot, if I won 100 million... 
I would give them, like, none of them would ever have to worry about money ever again because I love them so, so, so much. And they did so much for all rock, British rock, just metal, new metal, everything in our scene. Like there's all the bands that we know and love now from our scene wouldn't have existed without them. And I think people need to keep that in mind when yeah. they're talking shit about them. It, it was one cunt who did this fucking disgusting, awful, awful crime, and he should have been hung for it. Sadly, he wasn't. But there's five in them, uh, five other people in that band who've all got family, who've all got friends, who are, they were just about to sign a massive deal again, right? Like they were yeah, meant I mean, to have they, money they back. Were fucking up there, weren't yeah, they? Like they, they were meant to. Have, they were meant to just not long after he got arrested. They were meant to sign a deal that got them publishing for a big album. I think that was going to be you know enough to set them up for the next couple of years or whatever. Taken away, it's just gone, and it's gone from all five. It's gone from the five yeah. of them, not just him. It's gone from that that band and their families and that. That makes me say that makes that makes me more upset than anything is because they're all literally the couldn't have been nicer five couldn't have happened to nicer five people yeah, it, like they're fucking the best. It devalued everything they'd ever ever achieved. ever legacy gone. Uh, yeah, they they with their new bands can't promote the fact that they were in Lost Profits no. because people just give them shit for promoting it. It's yeah, it so, seems that way. But that's the thing. Like, that's what I'm trying to trying to do is like I'm trying to make it so it's not a dirty word. So you know, unless it says Ian Watkins of Lost Profits. If it just says lost profits, it doesn't, you know, it's not referring yeah, it's to him. You know, it doesn't have to refer to him directly. Um, but yeah, it's just, I just fucking wish I could somehow magic this all away from, like, it's fucking, it's awful. And, but yeah, I'm just, so yeah, episode 54 of Sapnin was um, very interesting and it was good because I hadn't, I don't think I'd seen Stu since, since Ian had been arrested. So like, I hadn't seen him since they'd gone away and, I know Lee apparently smashed his gold and platinum discs up and stuff. Because what can you do with them? You can't have them anyway. You can't put them up in your house because people will always question them. And then yeah. they've all got young families as well who, you know, they were all children at the time as well. So, you know, if you had a gold disc up in your, your house and you've never mentioned to your kid what it was for, and then all of a sudden they're asking, oh, what's, what's that for, Dad? Oh, it's in a band. And then, you know, it's spiral. You know, the kid goes, oh, well, why are you not about... And, here it is, and it's just, it's fucking awful what happened to them. And, yeah, I fucking hate it. But, yeah, episode 54 is uh, probably my favourite episode of Sampling Podcast. Well, at least I've got someone that's got the fucking balls to talk about it. But yeah. Because I, most people right now don't. Yeah. Like, the average fucking person now is an absolute fucking pussy. Yeah. That goes along with whatever sounds nice on social media and doesn't question fucking anything. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. <clears throat> and that's what I saw with Lost Profits is I would just see their name getting fucking dragged in the mud all the time. And I'm like, talking about some of my friends, like, then that's, that I, like, I wouldn't have anything. I wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for Lost Profits. So I will always try and fucking have their backs. Um, as long as you don't commit absolutely terrible, heinous crimes. That's the caveat. Uh, yeah. Hey, my friends, we can be friends forever. As long as you don't do something fucking mentally terrible, you mad bastards. But yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a good one. Stu's a good one. Um, well, so I add on, that's quite good. Um, Dave Lombardo from Slayer was good. Uh, the drummer from Slayer. I didn't expect that one. Uh, oh, um, Dave Hill. From Slade. We had Dave Hill from Slade on Christmas Day last year. 
Nice. Yes. We've that got a slide this Christmas. Nice. Yes. Um, he was interesting. He was very, very interesting. Because at first I was like, oh, it's a bit of a gimmick. Let's have the fella from Slade on. It lands on Christmas Day. But when we sat down and we actually did the chat with him, it was super fucking, like, people are probably looking at this going, well, of course it's going to be super interesting. But it was. Like, we had more out of him than I ever expected. And, yeah, he was absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, it's loads, man. It's loads. Just go and check out Sapling Podcast, wherever people find podcasts, and have a look at the list of guests. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm going to steal that wherever people listen Fine. to the podcast yeah. because I've tried to tell people on every single episode where you can listen to this and I've got it wrong every time. Yeah, it's just whatever. Yes. Uh, Anyone can just find out where you get, like, open up your phone, it says podcast in your phone somewhere, click that, download it. Sapling, please. Sapling podcast with Sean Smith. It's be this said they will. But <laughs> Sapling across here. Sapling. And there's a bit of a fringe as well. So, yeah. That's the artwork. Have a look. I bet you, I bet you, whoever's watching this, I bet you there's at least two podcasts you will enjoy by us. <laughs> just two. At least, no, I'm starting at two. Starting at two, I'm, but there's probably more. There might be 149 so far, right? But I guarantee there's at least two you'll enjoy. So, yeah. And then when, like, if you ask Morgan the question, who, who your favourite guest been? We've had, like, for him, I didn't even realise this till after we did it, till after we walked out off the bus after talking to him. But we did, like, Take It Back Sunday. And that is, like, Morgan's second favourite band ever after Jimmy Eat World. So like we got off that and he was like, I can't believe we just did. I was like, what? And he was like, oh, it's my favourite band ever. And I was like, why didn't you tell me that before we we went in? Like, why didn't you? And he was like, oh, I don't know. Because he knows that you'd have told them and ripped him for it. Yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so yeah, it's just it's just mad and we keep getting offered fucking ridiculous bands and yeah, it's good. It's like finally got to that stage where like we're getting offered more people than we have to chase. Which is awesome. Which is awesome, yeah. I'm trying my best to get fucking Fred Durst to come on. That'd be sick. It would be sick. And um, He's the fucking perfect example of working insanely hard and there being so much more going on in the background because I saw this awesome thing on him. I'll probably get this slightly wrong, <coughs> but when they were blowing up, all the other bands at the time were getting loads of, I don't even know what they fucking are, but in America, like TRL and yep. all that sort of like mainstream TV stuff. And he wasn't getting it, and he was told that it was because he looked too average. Right, yeah. People, the average person wouldn't recognise him even if they knew the song. Get a red cap, no. So that's what he did. He put on a white T-shirt and a red cap. <laughs> because he produced all their music videos, he did the video where everyone dresses like him. He's yeah. changed their stage show so everyone dresses like him. Nice. And he made it a uniform that people would just be like, oh, it's that guy from that band that looks really average. Nice. And then because he was so recognised with the fucking hat, he started getting at, like asked to go on TRL or whatever those TV things nice. were. And now he's, wearing I a, thought, now he's wearing a wig dressed as a dad. <laughs> Mad. <laughs> Mad, isn't it? Dad vibes. La-di-da. Need, need a gimmick, man. Yeah. But, I'd love him to come on. I'd literally. It would literally be an hour of me rimming him. It would, me, it would be me blowing smoke up his ass for an hour. Like, it would be incredible. But the thing is, he knows, the fucker knows about it. Because I've I fucking Instagrammed him a bunch of times and he fucking liked him, like he's giving him a double tap, the cheeky fucker. But he just hasn't come on yet. My thing is I think he's worried about people asking him, number one, where the fuck is this album? It's been coming for fucking seven years or whatever. I number one, I don't care. Take your time. And number two, he made that film, didn't he, with John Travolta not long ago that didn't do too well. And the fact that you looking I, at me blank. No, I know that he did that, but I don't know what the film was. 
uh, which I, I guess like yeah, he played like else. a stalker or something like that, and he did Fred. But I don't think it was. How do I say this nicely and keep Fred Durst coming on my podcast? It wasn't seen by many, should we say? So I think he's worried that people are gonna give him shit or like. I think he's. I want to say quite like a nervous type fella. Like I'd imagine. Even though he is the chocolate starfish, obviously. <laughs> he is, <laughs> as we all, as absolutely nobody calls him, Polar Bear, right? As he says in one of the songs on Gold Cobra. Also known as <laughs> Polar Bear. Nobody's ever called him Polar Bear. Um, yeah, I think he's probably just nervous about um, being asked stupid shit, but I just want to literally just go, oh, yeah, right, I, love um, you, I love you so much. Um, thank you for everything. Um, I like rapping and shouting. That's good. So, um, yeah, so I'm trying my best to get Fred Durst on. So if you're watching this, um, get at Fred Durst on Twitter and Instagram and tell him to go on Sapling Podcast with Sean Smith, please, because I want that more than anything. Peer pressure. Get him. That's what we're doing. This is a call to action. Yeah. I get him, guys. Get him. <laughs> at Fred Durst. <laughs> Let's get him. Yes. Yeah. If he if does that, then we need to get him on this. Oh, yes. So. Well, yeah, if he does it, if he does... Sapling podcast in the next six months. I'll tell him he's got to come and do this because I'll somehow make it out like that it it happened because it's, of this. It's peer pressure. Yes, it let's get dusty. It's on camera, so we can't take it back. I would love Fred Durst on my podcast, though. It would be is so good. The, is that the dream guest? Yeah, I think so. Him or Dwayne, um, The Rock, like obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rock would be yeah. good. Um, who else would I like? Um, Daryl Plumbo from Glassjaw would be good. I'd like that very much. Somebody else I'd spend an hour just rimming. Um, who else do I like that I would like on my podcast? Uh, comedians, Dave Chappelle, that would be all right, I think. I don't think he'd like me though. I'm too Welsh and white. Um, I don't know who's your dream guest. Well, other than today, what, what who else other would than be today. For, yeah. for music? It would be Tom DeLonge. Nice. Because yeah, I, I want to know about the aliens. Uh, me too. Well, that's why, I, like, we had Matt, well, we had Matt Robano on our podcast. I talked to him for a bit about everything he'd done. Because, like, me and him are friendly. Me and Matt Robano are quite friendly. So I'd, I don't normally Google a person if I, if I know him. So I normally, listen, I don't do any homework <laughs> on people. I don't do any background whatsoever if I know the person. So I Googled Matt for a laugh. I was like, I wonder what. It, and then I was like, what the fuck? He played on him. On a Lauren Hill, on a Lauren Hill song, and he played on a Shack song, and then yeah, we just got talking. And but then I like could not wait. I went right, right. Moving on now to Angels and Airwaves. What do you know about UFOs that I don't? And he was like, I reckon I know as much as everybody else. But Tom, he was telling me that like Tom got paranoid because he thought he was being followed and he was going to be um, uh, what's it raided? Because isn't that the reason he left Blink? Well, the, because he the UFO got- stuff. Yeah, because he got like clearance with government. Shit I don't know. Well, he did start in. He like, did start to the Stars Academy, didn't he? Yeah. Um, was it that? I don't know. I think we probably the Blackout probably did one of his last tours with Blink. I think that's cool. In twenty twelve, was it twenty twelve? Yeah. No, oh, might have been later than that. Yeah, we did. We did a tour with Blink, and it, it were yeah, it was Mark Travis and uh, Tom. And they all had separate dressing rooms at the furthest point in the arena away from each other they could be. <laughs> that was the tone. That was it. 
Travis had his own vegan chef and vegan catering area. I like it. Mark was sometimes next door to us. And then Tom would be some space, probably, I'd imagine. But, um, <laughs> Hadn't landed. Yeah. In a Masonic hall, because he's a Freemason as well. So, interesting. Yes, I'd love Tom DeLong on. I'd love Tom DeLong on. I thought I was going to meet him once. I met Mark Hopless. He's a fucking giant man. Yeah, man. He didn't understand a fucking word I was saying. It was actually like the shittest meeting because he just looked at me like I was mad the entire fucking time. <laughs> just asked, asked me to keep repeating words and I was just stood there getting more and more nervous being like, I don't know why he doesn't understand me. <laughs> yeah, we, so, um, yeah, I only released on that too. I only really spoke to Mark for about five minutes about shoes because um, our dressing rooms were next to each other. He had a pair of the Nike Yeezys that were out at the time. Um and he liked my shoes, and I started talking to him about his shoes, and then he left. And then on that tour as well, my brother, who was doing merch for us, he had made, like, a BMX with, like, a cart on the side. It's so like a three-wheel, like, like an idiot. Um, so he had this, like, three-wheel cart bike BMX thing about, and then he turned around at one point, and Travis Park and his family were just r- riding around the arena. And my brother was furious. <laughs> I want her back. I, <laughs> I would have been buzzing. Yeah. Stolen my yeah. shit, man. Travis, whoa, get off here. Get off here, you tattooed I mean, man. When I thought I was going to meet Tom, the Angels and Elwood played. There was an old, do you remember the old academy in Birmingham? So it was yeah. like different place to where it's now. People won't fucking remember. But on the end of that, there was like an underground car park. Yeah. And one of the guys that I'd gone to the show with worked in the building and had got a car park pass. So we managed to like let them into let get them to let us in. Yeah. Saying that he had a car. And it's like a fucking maze. It's like this massive, massive big fucking thing that sprawls under Birmingham. And we walked around, we got lost for about I don't know, it must have been like fifty five minutes, almost an hour. And then we turned this corner where in our heads we were like, This must be like right under the fucking academy. And there was this blinding white light <gasps> and the silhouette of this dude. And you we were ever. like, I, I just, I was like, Tom DeLong's fucking out. He's like, lit from behind. He's is, is, is either an angel or... An A-wave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's an angel on him. Thanks, like, guys. Thanks for tuning in. He's actually a god. <laughs> yeah. And there was, there was me, one of the guys, I don't, he might be DJing tonight, that, that works here. And another one of them. And we just like lost our shit. And we composed ourselves, and it was one of these, you know, just like, this is going to be a life-changing moment. And we composed this, and we got ourselves ready, and we walked out to go and meet him. And it weren't time to lung, it was a fucking mechanic in an overall. (laughs) (laughs) We weren't even under the fucking academy. We were just completely lost, and that was the closest thing we got. But the excitement was real, man. I thought you were going to say, like, so you were, like, lost underneath the car park, and then... Like you, so you saw this white light and this giant tall man. You were like, oh, there he is. And he's going to go, where are we? Because <laughs> everyone's lost. I wish that had uh, happened. Where are we? How do you get away with that voice? It's mad, isn't it? Yed, like. How do, you get away, how do you get away with pronouncing head wrong for this many years? Because he's fucking awesome. See, the, the thing is, he's the ultimate stereotype because he's the ultimate... Man, ultimate man. No, who's ultimate the, man? Arnie's ultimate man, isn't he? I reckon. What's wrong with you? Come on, you son of a bitch, Jack. What's wrong with you? Tom DeLong, ultimate man. You fucking idiot. I want people to put on headphones when they listen to that because that was. <laughs> Thank you. That was well, we should do another one of these after 
and you just pretend you would just do it audio only <laughs> and Annie's just popped in see. I've come to see the asylum I've come to see my friend Sean DJ he's going to play other people's songs I hope he plays misery business <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch I think that should be your next fucking interview. No one will know, man. Yeah, just me going back and forth. Sabnin, 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 what's going on? Hey, Morgan, you ugly motherfucker. <laughs> It'd be quite good, actually. I think you should do you it. should do that, yeah. We did try to have, um, do you know the impressionist, uh, the impress impressionist Schaefer Bates? No. Do you know him? He's great. He's fantastic. Yeah, we tried to have him on. We drove to Cardiff once and he didn't turn up. Um, but yeah, moving on. He's a very good impressionist, and I think you should have him on your podcast at some point as well. So, I'll uh, I'll go for it, man. Yeah, I'll put you in touch. But yeah, so I think we're about to run out of time. I've been, been time. I've been flashed by Jack a couple times. Oh, I've seen it flashing you, but I'm, I didn't I'm think not speaking in third person. There's another Jack. <laughs> He's talking himself. Like. <laughs> That's right. Hey, oh, cool. Nice. So there were a couple questions that were sent in. Oh, well, shut up. I saw you post and I was like, oh, I, I might send the only question and know myself. <laughs> Are you still See, a wanker? That's what I was going Before we started, you were meant to select them by throwing darts at the board and I forgot, so. That one. You that go one. On. Yeah, first question. <laughs> but the, the first question uh, we definitely already asked because I said, who is the dream? Yeah. So actually, that that just flowed into that one quite nicely. Nice. The second Arnie would be good though to answer Arnie that as well. Would that would I be want good. Will Smith, man. Oh, Will Smith. Yeah, my uncle Will. <laughs> uncle Will. <laughs> We're not related. Oh, are we? Yeah. How did I do so well in the music business? If it wasn't for my uncle Will Smith, the Fresh Prince. No. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind Will Smith. Somebody told me he's a Scientologist. Probably they all are. There you go. <laughs> Over to Jack <laughs> for... Uh, well, they all are. Oh, no. Fact. Fair enough. I don't really know anything about that, man. Like, I know the building's impressive as fuck. Yeah. And it sounds crazy as shit. Oh, you haven't seen anything about it, Scientology? No, not a huge amount. Oh, bro, you need to go and watch Going Clear. There's a film called Going Clear, which is it's nuts. It shows all, all the workings, all the stuff they believe. I need to see it, man. The only... Fucking bonkers. ...thing I, I've ever really known about it was when I was doing my... I think it was GCSE exams. Nice. Which was, was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. <laughs> a long yeah. time ago. A fortnight ago when you were doing GCSEs. <laughs> so How old are you, Jack? I'm 32, man. Fuck off. 30 fucking two. Jesus Christ. You look about 22. Thank you. Well done. Congratulations. <laughs> but yes, it was, it was quite a while ago, but I was walking through the city centre and some dude stopped me and started asking me about being stressed. And I was like, I'm not really very stressed. And... He was like, oh, come in. I don't know why I fucking followed, but he was oh, like, oh, go. follow me into this, this alleyway. This alleyway. <laughs> and then he dropped his fucking trousers. Yeah, look at all these rusty knives I've got. <laughs> but, um, so I followed him into this fucking building. Yeah. And it was, I, it was, it was fucking one of these skyscraper type. Well, you know, they're not that big, but 15th, 18th floor or something. So we're up there. And he starts asking me all these questions and he's getting really deep. And I'm, I was really like 15 and just, I was I was chill. I was, yeah. I was totally Is this going to turn into something horrible, and, horrible and no, sexy? No, it doesn't at all. I just think it it sums up like how I've been for most of my, <laughs> my life. And he gave me these fucking cans, and he had this row of books, and he was like, "Yeah, you need to." 
Oh, it's all like South yeah, that's stuff. yeah, that's the Scientology. Yeah, I see so, what you're saying now. Yeah, and then he asked me all these questions that were meant to stress me out, and then depending on the readings, would tell me which book I needed. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, and he asked me all these questions about my exams and like all the stuff that was going on, and the fucking thing didn't move. Too chilled. Was too, you fucking too chilled to be a Scientologist. You're too cool. I wish I could that's be you. He literally got to the end and was like, <coughs> I can't just, do fuck all with you, bro. Does nothing bother you? Yeah. And I was like, I'm. Yeah, because what they do is they have those oh, right, cans. Man. They have those cans, um, and then they make you. Because basically, what they what they like to think they're doing is they make you talk about a stressful time. So, say now you were in a car crash or whatever, they make you think about the car crash until the thing the thing doesn't move anymore. They're like they got a needle because the current's going from you know is connected when you're holding both of them. So they just keep you thinking about that thing until that just goes down and it's not doesn't really bother you anymore. Which I guess is kind of a therapy in a way. But then when you get to the level of like, we've all got millions of aliens living inside us, it gets a bit far for me, the old Scientology then. <laughs> it's a little bit far stretched. One, one or two's all right. Yeah. Oh, I'll take two aliens in the guts. I'm all for the rest that. Of <laughs> well, they're in every bit of our cells and stuff, see? Apparently, according to the Scientology. So we Tom, are aliens. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I, th- I won't go into this, but I think we probably are anyway. You reckon that's where we came from? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't think it was evolution. I think we would probably just plonk down here as an experiment, just drop down here naked, right? They went, so the aliens brought, aliens must have brought us here, right? Because how else would we get here? And then they went, right, let's drop this fucking mess here now. Drop these two, Adam and Eve, or Steve, or whatever, whatever they're called. Drop them down. Let's see what happens. And then all of a sudden we're just like a cancer all over the planet and now we're all going to ruin it. I and think that's the best way to fucking describe humans, cl- man. Climate. Yeah. Virus. Oh, we are. We are the virus that we ate so much. I, re- I reckon it's a bit of both though. I, I think we were here and we were just not very good and we were a little bit stupid. And then the aliens came down and were like, man, we can capitalise on this. Mm. Possibly. Well, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah. And then... That makes more sense to me than... Uh, Started bit, off as frogs, tadpoles. Uh, yeah, that, but also, uh, or a big fella with a beard just went, oh, light. <laughs> you are? There was no light until he just said it. What? That all, uh, yeah, the old religion. Look, here we go. Over the last two years, right, since the virus and everything and Facebook and all this shit, right, all we've had is two years of misinformation, right? We've seen how easily... Right, people fall for this bullshit. Right, how gullible, and that's just by just having something that is going in their narrative. If someone, if someone um, can find evidence for something that goes the way they want things to go, they will believe that. Yeah, right, hundred percent. Yeah. So you're telling me a book from two thousand years ago, right, which has been edited hundreds of times, would have any truth in it whatsoever? Don't be so fucking stupid, would you? That's the maddest thing I've ever seen. What? Jesus. Six foot white guy in the middle of the Middle East. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> He'd have been five foot two and brown all day long. What do you mean? It's just, yeah. The more I think about all of that religious nonsense, is. I agree. I think it's bullshit, man. It's all bullshit, yeah. It's all bullshit to control us and keep the gullible in line. That's, that's what it's for. That's a good end, wasn't it? That was a I fucking think, what a, a solid what a, end. Yeah, what a morbid <laughs> end. I, hey guys, religious bullshit. See you next week for another episode of uh, Jack talks to fucking maniacs. <laughs> I love it. Now, I, I I completely agree though, man. I think pretty much all religion 
Yeah. Well, yeah, the more I think about it, like, the more you think about, oh, they saw a bright light in the sky. I'd be like, well, UFO then. I'd, I'd put a UFO for an angel. Yeah, 100%. Any day. I think it's way more likely that it was fucking aliens. 100%. Like, the only thing, thing that I'm into with the whole spiritual sort of stuff is karma. Um, I'm, I'm pretty down with that. I think as a general rule... Not all the time. Yeah, if he can get his head fucking chopped yeah. off, yeah, I believe in karma. <laughs> I mean, obviously there are exceptions where, yeah, but where they don't, yeah, where they slip through the cracks. Jimmy Savile, like, not, um, not a man who experienced karma. Sadly, he died, and then they found out he did four hundred terrible crimes. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think karma might be a thing. I, I don't know. I'm just so into the UFO and alien things lately that I'm... You just want to stick with it. I just... Right, the only thing I don't like about UFO and the aliens things is if they come back now, why would they not just fucking blow us up? Wait, all right, all right, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I can answer this because I have this argument all the time with people, right? I, uh, loads of people I have go, well, why wouldn't... Right, if they come here, it means they're already more intelligent than us, right? That doesn't have to be true. It just means that they had things on their planet that were easier to make stuff out of right so they don't necessarily have to be more intelligent than us but even if they were people would be like oh well they'll just destroy us we don't kill dogs well some people do but that, that depends on where you're from yeah but <laughs> like, like as a whole as a whole we look after dogs and we go oh look at this thick fucker that fucking licks his own ass and is covered in shit and oh he wants a rolling shit why, wouldn't we like why why am we just killed every animal that's thicker than us which is all animals but we do do that to most animals yeah but we don't but to the point most animals suffer horrendous amounts of cruelty at human hand and but like dogs you, is the example if you get to fucking china they're still fucking eating them on burgers and shit yeah but that's like any animal or, that's about, any like, animal on it but yeah but we haven't got rid of them then like like a UFO, like if an we, alien came down we, now, we, we control them. Yeah, completely. well, that's what that's what would probably happen to us before us. Ones that are a nuisance before us being nuked by the aliens. I think we go. <laughs> okay, yeah, oh, let's, be fair, they're let's, not just gonna like. Let's see what we can get out of them first. Out. Yeah. I just think they'll enslave us and. Ah, nah, I don't. I think we're probably just versions of them that they dropped off here to see what would happen, and now we fucked this up. Yeah, we fucked it up to the really. point where they were like, oh, "What do they do? Oh, what we give them everything they could ever want to eat and survive?" They don't what created nukes. Fucking idiots! That's right. That's what I like to think they're doing. If a hot alien came down, like the Mora, the green one from Guardians uh, of the Galaxy, you know, have you I haven't seen, seen that. No, oh, no. Seen is she the hot? Then? She's fit as no. fuck. Is she the um? Does she look a bit like uh, Dave Bautista's character? No. no, is she, she a different version? She doesn't. Look no, like I don't mean. To, no, I don't mean. Does she look like Dave Batista? Because Dave Batista is attractive. I meant, was she meant to be? Oh, for fuck's sake! Was she meant to be of the same species of day as Dave? No, she's okay. in the same film. He's the grey yeah. guy, and she's yeah. the. I think she's got red hair, and she's green. Yeah, rings a okay, bell. Which other one's hot? What's it? What aliens? The, the, the question was going to be if they come down in the. Do you remember Alf? Would you? Alf. Oh, never mind. Alf. Oh yeah, I do. Alien, an alien life form. A alien life form. I think that's what Al stood for. Um, sexy aliens. <laughs> Who's the sexy? What has happened in my life, right? 
that I've got to the point where I am sitting on a podcast, you saying to myself and thinking, which which alien? What's right, the, the question was going to be because like, I can answer it really easy. <laughs> Go on. If there was an alien that hot, would you fuck her? Or would you worry about getting something? Um, I'd take the chance. I'm going to put it out there. I don't know. Um, I'm very scared of putting my penis near anything that might tear it to shreds make it fall off yeah make it fall off um or be burnt or you don't know do you You just don't know and the thing is with aliens what's an aura you don't know you're not 100 sure an orifice is an orifice here <laughs> i can't believe we've got to would you shag an alien if if aliens were real would you bloody shag an alien we, we, we've been held up a question that just says anal that was yes. sent in yes uh, the answer is yes. Yes. I don't know what the question is, <laughs> but yes, but, yes. Some, I've agree. just seen a piece of paper with anal on it, so the answer is yes. That's also my answer, and <laughs> I think that's where we have to leave it. Yes, yeah, probably for the best, because it's going to be wayward now, isn't it? It's going to be wayward. I'm just sat enjoying myself. I had uh, hot wings. I had atomic wings from Wingstop earlier, and I just like to say they are fucking killing my stomach at the moment. So um, yeah, don't do that. Or do that. What up to you? Other wings are available. Sorry. <laughs> just just be prepared for the the aftermath. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I should probably plug. I've got another band as well, by the way. Um, at Raiders Band UK on uh, the socials. Check it out. It's me, uh, one of the Blackout, and two of my other friends from South Wales making music because we're all miserable and we hate our lives. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good reason to do it. So check right, it out. Qu quickly on that then, because have you got like four singles? Is that we got right? four songs out, I believe. Yeah, at the moment we have another one coming out October 31st. I shouldn't have said that, but I have. So that's exclusive, um, which I believe is coming out via a rock magazine online. So yeah, one of the rock magazines is going to premiere the video awesome. at the end of October. And then and we'll have a fifth song out. Album? We're kind of stuck, to be honest. We don't know what is the best. Like, we've got enough songs. We could probably do an album. Or we could do, like, two EPs. But at the moment, we're kind of stuck for how to release stuff. Because albums, to me, feels like an old the, the old way of releasing music now. Whereas I think singles and getting playlists, Spotify playlists and Apple playlists and all the all the places that exist. Getting them seems to be more important at the moment for bands than having some, like an old album. Yeah, I, I agree, man. So I think we're probably just going to keep releasing singles. Because what we found was over the pandemic with Bandcamp Fridays was um, because Bandcamp was giving 100% of the profits at the first Friday of every month to the artists. Um, what we did was we put out three songs over three months and we made the money back, at least the money back for the recording of each song every time. So, awesome. you know, it, it works It works out monetary-wise to be better to do it that than to put 10 songs out that we spent, like double add-on and not have the money back for that. So, yeah, I think it might be EP for now but I think EPs is a good way to go I think releasing more than one is cool because if it's a cool song then you want to hear more yeah but yeah it doesn't have to be 10 yeah so, so well yeah I'm I'm involved at the moment with um <clears throat> me and my friend Dave uh <laughs> my friend Dave like I made a friend up and me and my friend uh Kevin me and my friend Dave um are doing a music documentary about uh how fucked 
music is um, and how bands have to do other things to get paid and potentially what is going to be the future of releasing things. So, yeah, at the moment, that's just, we've just, like, written some bits and filmed some shots and that is going to go into production. We're going to start doing that, I think, the end of this month now and we're going to have a lot of different interviews with different people throughout the music scene to give their opinions on how things work and how they might work in the future. So That's really cool. I mean, I think, to me, the biggest thing that has to change is how Spotify works. Yes, well, Spotify needs to be paying more. It I needs believe. to be paying more. It needs to be charging more because, obviously, like, they don't pay enough yeah. for the bands. But also, they don't, they're in constant loss. They make, they've never made a profit. It's not a sustainable How did, uh, model. Where's the, the fucking money going in? So is it not, they're not earning enough. They don't earn enough. It's it's too cheap. It's like the because the amount of fuck it. Although they don't pay people much, they're paying a lot of people for a lot of streams. Yeah. So it, it racks up, and then they have huge costs actually, just like as an organization. So it actually doesn't make a profit. It loses money every single year. It's like Uber. I don't know anything about business, but that's not the way to run it. So <laughs> <laughs> it's the the reason it, I don't know this like the ins and outs of it, but it's quite interesting the way that there's a few companies that these like disruptors yeah. that have popped up since 2008. Uh, Spotify is like the big one, Uber's the other big one. And there's a few others like that that basically came out as digital things and they undercut everything and yeah. made the industries that they're in much cheaper. And the reason they're able to exist and they're able to operate is because in 2008 there was the massive financial crash. Yeah. And in order to stop the really huge conglomerates going bankrupt, which would have just fucked everything, yeah. for the first time in like human history, the central banks of America, England, and somewhere in Europe, but I can't remember fucking where, but like the the big ones that control shit, made uh, free uh, like what's it called zero interest loans, like for the first time ever. Yeah. So up until that point a zero interest loan like didn't exist and then they made them available to only if you were in like the hundreds of millions with huge amounts of staff and doing all this sort of shit uh and so these like spotify was one of them that was able to get into the, one of the zero interest loans and once you're in it you can just keep going oh, i'd so, love one of them i know it'd be fucking awesome oh i'd love her so yeah all that happens is every year they make a loss, they take another loan, which pays off the previous loan, and then Mad. increases, like gives them the operating money, and then yeah. at the end of that, and it's just an ongoing thing, but what will happen eventually is those zero interest things have to stop, yeah. and then companies like Spotify and Uber then won't be sustainable, and they'll just collapse, or they'll have to change and make themselves profitable. Yeah, that and was sort of The way that it, it, the attitude is that once it reaches a certain size, then it should, the yeah. table should turn and it should become profitable. Well, it's the thing, see, I think you said that Spotify is too cheap and I'm sure a lot of people will argue against that, but really when you think about it, it is too cheap. Like, I think it's way too cheap, man. A tenner to have all of the music that's Unlimited. ever been recorded. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's way too what? cheap. What? You said, I, I, old man Sean, yeah, I remember fucking buying my first album from Woolworths. They don't exist anymore. And paying a tenner for um, a cassette tape of Guns N' Roses, Use Your Illusion 2. And a tenner, I didn't even know what the song sounded like. Like, the, you yeah, had to buy it and take it home and then be like, oh, thank fuck, I like that. 
Because sometimes you put an album on, you like three songs in, you're like, oh, that is fucking dreadful. I can't. I just paid full price for that. But nowadays, tenor, you can listen to any song by anyone ever, and they get nothing for it. <laughs> get next to nothing. Motherfuckers. Yeah, I think the thing that should change is all new releases should have a extra thing put on, so like whatever it is, two quid or something. But in order to like unlock yeah. the new release, you should pay extra. It's not a bad idea. It's good. And then oh. they should they should do bolt-ons. So like the podcasts are, are yeah. free. They should do a bolt-on so that the fucking cost of the podcast isn't affecting the the music. Nice, good thinking, Jack. You've thought about this. I haven't, as you can tell, by me thinking about it right now. <laughs> but yeah, every time you lose an album, it should be two quid to fucking unlock it. Yeah. Well, what, whatever. Like, yeah, you know, two yeah. quid still cheap, but it's on top of your subscription. Yeah, and it goes directly to that artist. To the, yeah. Oh, nice, Jack. Fucking cracked it. Got it, Jack. Nice. Get hurry up and be the fucking CEO of fucking Spotify then, for God's sake. Also, put Raiders in some playlists, please. We could do with some fucking plays. We do actually have one playlist. Yes. Oh, no, I meant when you become the CEO oh, of Spotify. But also, yeah, oh, oh, I'll take any playlist. Let me <laughs> listen to this. Add Raiders space UK. Raiders UK. Because literally a week before, six days before we put our first song up, some American bastards took the name Raiders. Motherfuckers. Yeah. And uh, if you Google Sean Smith and Raiders, um, which I should have done before the band started, to be honest, uh, but I didn't. Um, Sean Smith Raiders, uh, it comes up a uh, a running back for the Los Angeles Raiders, whose name was Sean Smith, spelled exactly the same as mine. So, um, well done, more famous Sean Smith. <laughs> you win this one, but I, I, it's not over by a long shot. I don't know shit about football, but the only team I like are the Raiders, and it's because apparently most of the rules in American football are actually made because the Raiders broke. Because they're bastards, yeah. It seems like, oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's it's running theme in my band as well, I suppose. We're trying our best to break every fucking rule we can, if not my forehead. Oh, I smashed my forehead up. We played in Bristol the other day. And I smashed my forehead up right with a can of empty Budweiser that I found on the stage. Oh, I instantly regretted it. Not because I was in pain or anything, just because I felt like a numpty. Because I looked in the crowd and there was like, there's some kids I talked to after the, after the gig who were like, oh, this was our first ever show. And I was like, you've just seen a grown man just rubbing an empty can of <laughs> Budweiser across his head, trying to cut his head so he looks like Ric Flair covered in blood. Like, I was like, I'm so sorry, children. I'm so sorry about this. And they're like, oh, no, it's brilliant. Oh, no. Thank God for that. But yeah, come see Raiders. It's always interesting. You never know. Oh, I'm going to self-arm for your entertainment, but <laughs> he is going to do it somehow. <laughs> That's one of the traits of the show. Yeah, come and see Sean. He's going to injure himself, but in what fucking way? Got to keep him guessing. There it Gotta is. Got to keep him guessing. Yes. Right, we've been, we've been flashed a lot by the other Jack. Oh, Jack. Oh, no. you fucking put it on. <laughs> Three balls. It's, it's, it's weird, isn't it? It is weird. I'm not going to look over there again now. <laughs> Right, guys, thank you for listening. This yes. has been awesome. Thank you for doing it. Tidy. I can I'm tell looking. by the, the expression on your face that I'm, you've had a great time. No, I have had a good time, <laughs> but I'm just scared in case Jack's three nuts are still out. That's actually how we got the job. <laughs> well, by, by, well, you we, said you need I, a three nutted. I, I said you need to show me something impressive to get the <laughs> job. Like, and he was like, What about a testicle too many, Jack? <laughs> I'm looking for a camera operator, but he must have three testicles. Anyway, let's shut this fucker down. Something! Oh, it's on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
I don't know to fucking end it, so I'm not even going to bother. It's been awesome. Make sure you go and follow Snapnin. Make sure you like and subscribe and tell everyone else to fucking do it. Catch you next time. Thanks, guys. Cheers, guys. Thank you.